0: Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Cast It Into The Fire. Today we're going to discuss the first two chapters of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. This is a lot of people's first start into fantasy fiction. It was definitely my first major fantasy book I read when I was eight, along with the Narnia books. And as a guest, I've got a mom who... First recommended I read these.
1: Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. My mom introduced the Hobbit to me when I was a little girl, just like I introduced it to you uh,
0: this This is um It's often considered a prequel to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It was originally... It was originally a standalone work. Tolkien later wrote Lord of the Rings as an intended sequel to The Hobbit. Back back to... uh, Back to the Hobbit itself. This is the story of Bilbo Baggins and his uh, adventure to the Lonely Mountain to get the Dwarves' gold back. So we start with Bilbo, and he's he's got a nice little country hobbit hole.
1: And I know I'd like to live in it, right? Right, definitely. And I wouldn't necessarily call it so little, but... Uh... Yeah,
0: he's... He's quite rich. He's old money from both his mother and father's side. Um, except for a little bit of his, you know, housekeeping and cooking his six meals a day. Uh, he probably never had to really work before any of his adventuring stuff. Now this hobbit hole, it's underground. It's got a nice little flower garden... A lot of pantries, rooms for clothes, the traditional rounded doors and
1: windows. Read this little portion right here in the first chapter. Um, No going upstairs for the Hobbit.
0: Bedrooms, bathrooms, cellars, pantries, lots of these. Wardrobes, he had whole rooms devoted to clothes. Kitchens, dining rooms, all were on the same floor and indeed on the same passage. The best rooms were all on the left-hand side going in, for these were the only ones to have windows, deep-set round windows, looking over his garden and meadows beyond, sloping down to the river. I should mention his uh, hobbit hole was built into a side of a hill, the hill it's called, and it was built, uh, I'm sure he had help, by his father Bungo Baggins. He was Bungo Baggins was married to Belladonna Tuke. The Tukes had a reputation for being a little odd. They they went on adventures sometimes. This this wasn't quite proper but they were also rich and in a very old family, so it was They kind of quote unquote got away with it, so to speak
1: now I just finished or er, finished rereading uh the first two chapters of The Hobbit. I mean, I've read it a number of times over in my life, but uh I hadn't read it recently, so I decided, well, it's time to start rereading it, and I have a real passion for food lifestyle clothing more in a hobbit sense than in a real world sense um and I found it quite interesting um to see all the foods that were mentioned just in the first chapter and uh and the first chapter of course is where uh The dwarves and uh, Gandalf come to have tea with Bilbo.
0: Now how this happens is Gandalf shows up and Gandalf is a wizard. He He looks like an old man with a big wide brimmed hat, very long eyebrows. They note that Gandalf's eyebrows stick out further than his hat, which... I don't know if Tolkien considered the implications of that too hard or how weird that would look, but anyway, he's a a wizard, and he has a reputation for showing up in the Shire, and sometimes he brings his very high-quality magical wizard fireworks, and everyone loves that. He sometimes sends hobbits off adventuring, and... Adventuring is as I mentioned before, not really well thought out by Hobbits. They they're homebodies, they don't want to do anything too uh too out of the ordinary, except when they do. You now Bilbo is just outside smoking his pipe and Gandalf shows up and he's he asks if he sa- he has he says to Bilbo that he's looking for somebody to share an adventure and Bilbo's like, come back later, come back for tea on, uh, was it Wednesday, wasn't Wednesday. it? Wednesday. Wednesday for tea.
1: It was a Wednesday in May.
0: And so Bilbo forgets about. He doesn't quite forget, but he, he
1: notes down. Uh, He actually doesn't write it down, and that's what he usually does. He does write down appointments and engagements, but he had forgotten to write down tea with Gandalf Wednesday, and Gandalf shows up. Actually, Gandalf isn't the first to show up.
0: Gandalf is not the first to show up. He he hears a knock on his door, and he's like, oh, no, I forgot. And he opens the door. It's not Gandalf. It's, it's a D- Dwallin. It's Dwallin the dwarf with his green hood. And yep. Dwallin just comes in and makes himself at home. And um, yeah, So he for tea, doesn't he? Uh,
1: yeah, well, he has tea. And he's, they're on there like their third cake when more knocks at the
0: door. More knocks at the door. More and more dwarves show up. And they... They show up in in really uh family groups of brothers with rhyming names, so you got Dwallin and Balin, Feely and Keely Dory, Nori and Ori, Bomber, Biffer and Bofer, Oyn and Gloin Dorn. and they're They're all ordering various foods from the pantry, and, yeah, the last dwarves to show up, um, Biffer, Bofer, Bomber, and Thorin, and Thorin's very important. He's got his sky blue hood and his tassel. All of these dwarves, they got, they do not have the same like, fully developed personalities that they have in the live-action movie, they you got a few that stand out, but mostly you're going by the color of their hoods and their rhyming names. All these dwarves, they're ordering various foods from Bilbo's pantry, and they seem to suspiciously know the full contents of his pantry. So, here's what they've been ordering... Cakes, tea, seed cake, beer, ale, porter, coffee, buttered scones, red wine, raspberry jam, apple tart, mince pies, cheese, pork pies, and salad. I know I want to go to a Hobbit's party. Oh, and there's a few more right here. Oh, yes. Cold chicken, pickles, (laughs) and a few eggs. Yes, this is uh, quite a party they've got.
1: And it went on through the night. Bilbo because his hobbit hole was so spacious, um, was able to accommodate everybody in uh, various rooms of his home. And these dwarves all brought
0: musical instruments with them. Well, almost all of them, at least. Which I think this would be a lot to be carrying on their horses when they could be carrying extra food and other more useful things. Um, yeah, Keely and Feely had little fiddles. Dory, Nori, and Ori brought flutes. Bomber brought an immensely big and heavy drum. Hang on, no, it was Bomber who was...
1: Bomber was immensely... Bomber
0: was immensely big and heavy, not the drum. Um, (laughs) Though the
1: drum might have been.
0: It probably was, it was a drum. Biffer and Bofor brought clarinets. Twellen and Balin brought vials... And Thorin brought a harp. Very majestic, very impractical, because that's Thorin. Now, a bit more background around these dwarves. This does not actually come into the book The Hobbit, but... Most or all of these dwarf names are actually taken from a book of Norse mythology called The Poetic Edda. Um, it's been a long time since I've read that, but um, one of the chapters had a list of dwarves, and that's where Tolkien went for his names. And some some other aspects of the story were also inspired by the poetic Edda and other Norse myths, but Anyway, back to the dwarves. They... They're there, they're having their big party, they're eating up Bilbo's food, Bilbo's running himself ragged, getting all this food for them. And... When they're... When they're done eating, they... They dim the lights, they get out their, uh pipes, they start blowing smoke rings and Thorne discusses the business at hand their dwarf kingdom, they came from their lonely mountain had been taken over by a dragon named Smog. he was attracted to the gold, he came, he killed some of the dwarves, he took the gold, a lot of them actually did survive and fled, and they have been since uh, they they've been working as miners and blacksmiths, so they're making a living they're surviving they're not they're not doing too bad, yes, even Thor and Oakenshield, their king, is having to do this also he's It's noted in one of the other uh, published Tolkien notes that didn't, uh, that's not actually part of the book, The Hobbit, that Thorne was working as a blacksmith in a human village, and that was where he met Gandalf. And this is the point where Gandalf says that he has the key to get into a hidden door in the Lonely Mountain. Thorne is of course not happy that he wasn't given this key immediately. It's his family's key. And it comes up that Thorn's father, Thrain, had made an attempt to go back to the mountain. He, he went alone, and he was captured by the necromancer. And he ended up dying in the necromancer's dungeons. But before he died, he gave Gandalf this key. Now, this necromancer character doesn't truly come into the story, but he is later revealed to be Sauron, the main villain of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and, and, uh, they sing their Lonely Mountain song, I'm not going to, uh, read off the whole thing, far over the misty mountains cold, to dungeons deep and caverns old. As a side note, um, there are some very nice adaptations of that put to music that you can find on YouTube. There's a very good one done by Richard Armitage and the dwarf cast from the live-action movie. There's also a very... a couple of nice... Adaptations of it done by uh. Chlamydia pro Profundus. Did I get their name right? I'm um. Not sure. Well, anyway, that should be uh. that should be easy to find and it's very nice. You can also, if you look for it, you can find Tolkien himself singing the little song the dwarves sing while they're uh. putting a. Putting away Bilbo 's dishes, so both of those are things to look up if you're interested
1: and they're both in the first chapter they are of both the book. in the
0: first chapter of the book well anyway they say they tell Bilbo that they're looking for a burglar. To help them on their adventure. And Bilbo is shocked by this. He's not into adventuring. He's never stolen anything. But he also, he feels insulted that the dwarves don't think he's really up to the task. So he agrees to it. He signs on. After they're all in bed in their various rooms, he goes to sleep, has uh, quote unquote uncomfortable dreams about it, and he wakes up the next morning. The dwarves have uh, trashed his kitchen making breakfast, they left a big mess, and a note under the mantelpiece saying, Which he didn't see initially. He did not see this note initially because he was cleaning up their mess and making himself a breakfast. And then after he's had his breakfast, he's looking on the
1: mantelpiece and he finds a note from Thorne. But Gandalf did have to point it out first and gave him, oh, like 10 minutes to get more than a mile down the road to the prancing pony, the green dragon. The green dragon. I'm sorry. Oh, one. he would
0: not have made it to the prancing pony. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's not even in the, that's not even in the shire. Now he's, he takes off running for the green dragon. Gandalf's there. The dwarves are there. They're all on their ponies already. They've got a, a smaller pony, especially for Bilbo. Bilbo has run off. Oh no! Without his pocket handkerchief, whatever is he going to do without that he
1: He ran off with other things without other things too, like his pipe and his tobacco um a a cape, various things that he would have used and money he He had none of those things he would have used for traveling so he left totally unprepared.
0: The dwarves had some spare toin had a spare cloak for him and
1: Gandalf went back to Bilbo's house and got a bunch of handkerchiefs and his pipe and tobacco. (laughs) Got to take care of those important articles.
0: Exactly. And, you know, they're, they're adventuring. It goes pretty smooth at first, and they get a bit, They get beyond the friendlier regions of the Shire and Bree, And, okay, they never say that it's Brie land, but it's Brie land between the Shire and the Lone Lands. And it gets... The land starts to have a less friendly feel and... the inns are strange and one one night when they're on the edge of the Lone Lands it's between them and uh, what later gets called the Trollshaws in Lord of the Rings if that doesn't give you any clue of what's coming up it's raining heavily. One of their ponies bolted into the river, later revealed to be the Horwell River. Well, at this, it's just the river. Pony bolts in with the bags of food. They get the pony out alive. Felia and Keely are quote unquote, nearly drowned. Not sure whether that's meant for serious so or whether there's a bit of hyperbole there, but. Hyperbole, but anyway uh it's, they, they it was were, the one carrying the food, and they lost most of the food the pony was carrying, so they're they're wet, they're hungry, they don't really know where they are. It's dark, and they see a little fire off in the distance.
1: They send Bilbo to
0: investigate they send Bilbo to check it out, and they're like, if you get into any problem. Who Twice like a... What kind of owls? Brown owls and...
1: Oh, barn owl and... Two different kinds of owls. Two different kinds of owl.
0: Which is the kind of specialized knowledge Bilbo does not have. And he doesn't admit to not having it either.
1: I'm taking a moment to see if I can find what kind of owls Bilbo was supposed to hoot like. Let's see. You keep talking because I' taking me a moment. And he gets closer to the fire, and he
0: doesn't uh, come out of the trees into the open yet there are three big trolls around the fire and they're roasting like a whole sheep's leg on there and the three tr- the three trolls are discussing how bad the pickings are in this area and how they haven't gotten got any people lately and oh but who's gonna stick around to be eaten and that's, this is what they're talking about as Bilbo is barn watching al-
1: them. It's hoot twice like a barn owl and once like a screech owl.
0: Ah oh, so that would be classic owl hoots and a sort of high-pitched horse whinny kinda of noise And the only reason I know this is because I used to have a bird clock and I've been to an owl owl watching hike at night. So this is kind of specialized knowledge that Bilbo wouldn't reasonably be expected to know. And he's watching these trolls discussing eating people and he's... Uh, The smart choice would have been to go back and say there's three large hungry trolls we should uh, clear out quietly. But he wants to impress the dwarves with having some form of burgling skill. So he wants to take something from these trolls before going back again. I should mention, these trolls are named Bert, Tom, and William. Pretty normal names, considering they're trolls and considering... In Tolkien's later work, trolls are mostly portrayed as very stupid, brutish, animalistic. It doesn't seem like they would have names like that and be able to talk, and, uh, uh, these trolls certainly aren't smart exactly, but, they're, they're arguing with each other, and, Anyway, while this is going on, Bilbo decides the easiest thing to steal from the trolls would be to go up and pick one of their pockets.
1: I believe it was Williams.
0: Yeah, so he goes up to William, or Bill Huggins, the troll, and he reaches into the troll's pocket. And he finds a little coin, what would be a little coin purse to the troll, but it's a much bigger bag to the hobbit and as he's pulling it out the coin purse doesn't it literally say here who are you yeah it does yeah, it, it does. does so the the purse is literally shouting an alarm and the trolls notice and they grab him and they're holding him up by his feet and shaking him and they're like what's this thing it's uh what are you? I'm a burr-hobbit.
1: He was going to say burglar.
0: But he, he changed it to a hobbit. Burr-hobbit, what's that? Can we eat them? Are you? Are there more of you? And he kind of forgets himself and he's like, yes, lots. And then he remembers he shouldn't give away that it, where his friends are. and No, not at all. And the trolls are like, oh, we can't just let this slide. There, there could be others. They could attack us in the night. So they search around. They find the dwarves. Now here's what he means by yes, lots, and no, none at all. No more burrow hobbits, but lots of these dwarves. And the dwarves are all in, put in sacks, and with just their feet sticking out. And the trolls are debating what would be the best way to cook the dwarves. And there's a voice that they don't recognize as to who it belongs to that is keeping the argument going. Oh, it's it's too far to walk to the world to fetch water to boil them. Roasting them will take all night. And while this argument is going on, the the sun comes up and when Middle-earth variety trolls go into sunlight. They turn to stone permanently. That's when Gandalf shows up, and it turns out he was the one mimicking the voice and keeping the trolls arguing until the sun came up. After the dwarves are all out of their sack. They find a key that one of the trolls luckily dropped before turning to stone, because if he hadn't dropped it, that key would be stone in his pocket. And
1: Yeah, yeah, Bilbo found the key.
0: And they go looking for the troll's cave, because the trolls have to have a cave to go into before the sun comes up. So if there's trolls, there's a cave nearby. They find the cave, they go in. It's pretty gross in there, but... There's some...
1: It's got bones, some of them human, um, and uh, the clothing hung up all over the place that their victims had worn, uh, and uh, also various, various pieces of armory, you know, uh, swords and scabbards and knives, various things. And gold. And gold, yes, pots of gold. And along with that, there was also some food, which was of benefit to uh, Bilbo and company Uh, bread, cheese, ale, bacon. Um, Those they took. They took the pots of gold and buried them uh, near a track by the river. And they cast a great many spells upon the pots of gold, so nobody would find them. And uh, some of the uh, swords yeah. went yeah, they, on to they, others.
0: Yeah, they took some of the food that was, you know, normal food and hadn't been touched, but looked untouched by the trolls. Um, the swords they took... Gandalf and Thorne each took big, beautiful swords and Bilbo took a little knife that was in a leather sheath, or I would say it would be a little knife to, to a person, it would be like a dagger, to a troll, it'd be like a little pocket knife, to Bilbo, it's a short sword, he's a hobbit.
1: No, I didn't see mention of other swords going to other dwarves. Though I assume it was maybe implied that they may have taken other weaponry, unless I, they had. I don't them think already.
0: they. I don't think they did. I think they came really unprepared in the weaponry department, considering what they were going to do in the first place. Um. Yeah, only only Thorne and Gandalf took swords, and Bilbo with that uh, dagger.
1: Now, the swords that Thorne and Gandalf took, uh, it's described with beautiful scabbard and jeweled hilt. So, they surely had been taken from people of some means. Yeah, that's a very good question how some
0: trolls in the middle of nowhere got what will later be revealed to be very ancient and famous swords. It's possible they uh it's possible they were plundered elsewhere and the trolls plundered other plunderers. Um it just seems unlikely that somebody you know, carrying this famous sword would just
1: be. Well, I imagine there could be fan fiction written on uh, side stories connected with uh, how did how these did these three trolls about, get
0: and... these swords and a uh, Bilbo's dagger? It came from the same the same kind of source as the the two larger swords, but it didn't as yet have any fame attached to it. But that's, that's gonna be gotten more into in later chapters. And they have themselves a good, uh, breakfast of the food they took from the trolls. It's toasting their little campfire. And, uh, at that point.
1: Pardon as we uh, gaze into the book a little bit here.
0: Yeah, Gandalf comes back and says he met two of Elrond's people. And these would be elves from Rivendell Which would be the nearest um the nearest non troll uh people they're gonna meet. And they they're going to go ahead to Rivendell in the next chapter. But anyway, uh, they met the two elves from Rivendell who were hurrying along for fear of the trolls. And it was them who told Gandalf that there were three of them that Lived in those woods and waylaid strangers. Uh, it would have been great if they'd uh, met those elves before then, but you know they wouldn't gotten their swords and treasure without meeting those trolls. So that all worked out. Yeah, got any more comments on it?
1: Um no, other than I have a fascination for costuming and clothing of uh Middle Earth, especially uh the Shire. And uh Side note is uh I have made both Sarah and I uh dresses That, well, uh, we've nicknamed Hobbit Dresses. Um, Sarah has cosplayed Rosie Cotton before. And uh, I haven't cosplayed any particular character, but...
0: uh, Yeah, I've cosplayed Rosie Cotton at two cons and several renaissance fairs.
1: And I, I imagine I will be making more... Hobbit clothing. I'd like to make something uh, more Bilbo ish um, if I can find the right patterns or I construct my own. Um, and we also, upon occasion, make uh, Hobbit slash Middle Earth uh, food dishes. Uh, we actually. Have a collection of cookbooks and uh and are talking about creating our own as well uh, so our our cookbooks cover lots of different fantasy type uh themes, and uh we're always open to trying new things. We we also have uh gotten a a spit to uh do outdoor cooking over a fire and uh we're going to be experimenting with that and be reporting back on uh our successes and failures with uh
0: you know i've I've wanted cooking. to try to cook as an adventuring hobbit or one of the Tunedine rangers would have done. And um, I've done plenty of the in-the-house-in-a-nice-kitchen-style hobbit cooking. I want to try a bit of the more roughing it, adventuring.
1: And I doubt if even the hobbit had a glass stovetop.
0: Nope.
1: But, uh, Now, well, anyway,
0: that wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening into, listening to, cast it into the fire, and tune in next time for more fantasy content.